Welcome back, everybody. It's another episode of the Magnificence Lab. I'm your co-host, Chris Angel, here with your host, Sue Paulson. Hi, Sue. Chris. What, is there a Canadian uh, salutation like, good day, mate? What, what do you say in, <laughs> what do you say in Canada? Uh, we're, 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 everybody says, hey. Hey. Hey, hey. Hey. Hey, Sue. Hey, Sue. Hey, I love it. Well, today we're talking about the challenge of invisibility, which I love because I think that's a big, um, a big conversation. First of all, I think magnificence is hard to happen when those who want magnificence are are invisible. But I, but I guess I'm I digress. I think I'm sort of asserting my agenda or my my perspective. What made you think of this, Sue? <laughs> what made well, you think of this? It's. It, I, I, you're absolutely right. If if we're not showing up, it's pretty hard to to lean into that magnificence and 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 express it so that other people can kind of catch the wave. Mm. So so, and and I find it so interesting that we have so many forms of communication these days, and yet mm. I think we're becoming less and less visible where mm. it counts. And so, so it's, it's, I mean, you've seen the cartoons, I'm sure of the, of the, the young ones sitting around and and they're getting together physically, but where where are they? I was at the park the other day and this Latin festival was going on. There was music and so on. And these two young women are sitting at the end of the picnic table and they're not looking at all at each other. They both got their phones and they're, they're doing this and I'm going how is that going to work? You know, yeah. what if you were dating? Yeah, How right. is that going to work? Right. So, so it just, it, it intrigues me that, that we're so into this ability to see and be seen with all of these different forms of media. Yep. Yet, I, I think we're invisible to a lot of people. Hmm. Maybe even to ourselves. I, I mean, I think there's, so when I think about, magnificence or the conversation of creating heaven on earth where um, we're present with ourselves. Um, we're knowing what we're wanting and not wanting um, and then making choices and actions that move us towards the things we say we want. Um, I think that takes, uh, it takes being visible to yourself. Oh, absolutely. Like, absolutely. Uh, versus um and i guess inside that you could say like your desires the things you desire being visible to you versus pushing them down or suppressing them because you think you can't have them or it's not it's not right to have them or somebody told you you're not good enough to have them i mean i guess at some level it starts there but oh yes absolutely well that 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 allowing the well am i allowed to have that Am I allowed to have my own desires? And and of course, depending on on how we were brought up, mm. then then um, we might not feel that. And yeah. so, well, there's no point me desiring this, that, or the other thing. I'll just keep that tucked away in a little corner, all to myself. And and you know, I'm not going to open that door because yeah. then I'll feel it'll feel like hell because I can't have that or I believe I can't or, or whatever. So you're right. This, this showing up to ourselves, first of all, to, am I visible to my own desires, hopes, dreams? Am I visible to, to the, the blocks and the challenges that are in my way? 
mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. am I just kind of glossing over it? Oh, well, that's just the way life is. Or, well, somebody else is doing that to me. That's not my yeah. fault. Right, right. <laughs> so, yeah. So there's that whole self-exploration piece mm-hmm. of of being visible. And it takes a certain amount of courage to do yeah. that because yeah. Yeah. It, it's not mm-hmm. typical, I don't think, in, in our fast-paced no kind of society no. I, I as you were sharing i was even thinking um i don't know that you ever escape some of that invisibility of desire or of how you're wired like um there in the game if you're ever expanding you're going to bump into new blind spots that you have about yourself or new desires that you wonder if you can have them or not you're like ah the next version of chris wants blank can i have that you know like there is just an invisibility to expansion. Oh, oh, sure, sure, That's absolutely. Interesting. It's an interesting thought, I think. But yeah, yeah, it's, it's like the 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 curtain yeah. might might start out as a blackout blind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, good. Yeah, and then and then as you open up to a little more light and a little more light and a little more light, then then maybe the blackout blind eventually goes to just a a thin gauze of cotton that you can mm-hmm. kind of see through. Yeah, yeah. And then and then yeah, something like happens that. and and you open up the curtain and and there it is right in front of you in in full color and you go, mm. "Oh." Yeah. <laughs> and so it becomes wow. visible to you. So Wow. So. I that strikes me as like uh the more um one would become comfortable with what is behind the curtain when it's, when it's blacked out, it could be, uh, you know, a threat. It could be scary. I don't know what's back there. That's threatening. The more I'm spent time with the nature of things that feel invisible, the more they, you, you can feel into them, whether it's uh, that it's not scary or yes. that, yeah that you're spending time thinking about the things you want behind the curtain versus the things you don't want. Behind. Anyway, just that the more I start to feel comfortable with my own um, invisible things, the more like the, the more, uh, I guess I'm asking you this, but the more I might feel willing to be visible for others. Like there's a correlation between if I can be, if, if the things I really desire and I'm willing to have those be visible for me instead of suppressing them, because I don't think I'm worth them or whatever, Yeah. that the more I allow that visibility to happen, the more I'm willing to be visible in the world for others with others. That feels true. It doesn't, it doesn't feel yeah. very articulate, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. Absolutely. Well, and, and it, it, it reminds me of that, that old thing. Um, will you believe it when you, you see it or you'll see it when you believe it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that kind of trap that, that uh, what, what, it, because there's where the invisibility is. Well, mm-hmm. well, I don't believe anything I can't see. Right. It's right. one perspective. Mm-hmm. And, and, but what if, well, then if we have an experience mm. where we believed it mm. and then we saw it, that's mm. a whole different, that's a game changer right there. And we yeah. go, oh, well, oh, and then you share that with someone else and say, well, I, I, I just wanted that so badly. I couldn't actually see it, but I just, I just felt like that was mine. Mm. And then it showed up yeah. and they're going, really? That's possible? Hmm. Hmm. so how does that work so then it it kind of messes with a person's mind enough that that 
then there, there's a little more light comes in on that topic yeah. and you go, oh, well, maybe that is possible. Yeah. When you think about um, your own challenges with invisibility, like what do you remember? Oh boy, I remember feeling as if it wasn't safe to be visible. And and so so in in relation to not so much in 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 uh, things showing up for me, because because if I really, really wanted something badly enough, even if I didn't know how I was going to get it, I, I, I usually got it. So mm. so so there was a point where I kind of trusted that. But in relation to to me showing up to uh, others. Uh, that that was a that felt very unsafe for me for lots of years because you're afraid of them rejecting you or because you're afraid of well yeah there was there was um, uh, some some of it was well what do they think of me Mm -hmm. you know that old you know you have to put on a a good show for other people uh, and, yeah. and you know you don't let the family down by by showing right. up as less than your perfect self and blah 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 and all of that kind of stuff and some of it was was a, uh, a result of of um, being punished for saying something that I shouldn't have said hmm. and so so that set up a, a dynamic that whoa, whoa, whoa I, I really gotta so I would I would take my my stick and poke and okay is this safe is this safe is this safe before I would move forward so that haunted me for lots of years and 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 still does to a certain extent I'm not I'm pretty pretty courageous these days hmm. but every now and again and 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 I guess if I go back into my family dynamic you know least said soonest mended don't speak out of turn don't speak until spoken to some of those old yeah. programs just <laughs> jump yeah. right out at me and i'm going okay you can't you can't see me <laughs> <laughs> yeah how what what was your experience of yourself when you stayed invisible so you you thought maybe i want to try something but i'm not going to try because i sh- it's safer to be invisible and then how what was your reaction to yourself after remaining invisible i i think there was a huge there was a huge sadness that that i identified later mm-hmm. that in not being able to be myself not being able to be my boisterous yeah put it all out there kind of self mm-hmm. and and of course any time she <laughs> leaked out mm. <laughs> there boisterous, was the, the boisterous she the, the boisterous yeah. she leaked out oh then then that critic that you get back in that box <laughs> don't you show yeah. yourself you know like this is why did you do that do you have any idea how unsafe that is and and so there was this this critic mm. this kind of punishing parent that would jump all over boisterous she and and so so um, there was this war going on really yeah. Yeah. until I I began to I guess believe that it was safe yeah. that it was safe enough to do that and then mm-hmm. then as I as I grew into my own skin I guess of who I really was not who yeah I was taught I should be then then that changed. What were some of the very clear mm, mechanisms or processes that 
helped you start to step into who you really were. So where you are comfortable to be visible. I, I guess I discovered applause at the front of the room from the front of the room. Oh, nice. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so, <laughs> nice. so, so just having an opportunity in a, um, a non-threatening environment to be at the front of the room and yeah. to get some positive feedback or some accolades or, or flat out applause was more rewarding to me than being at the front was terrifying. So there was that, yeah, that, right. you know, I, I, I found ways to overcome the fear in me. Usually what would happen is I would, I would clamp down on the fear so strongly and then so that I could do what I needed to do in front of the room. And then afterwards I'd shake like a leaf. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> and then eventually I got to the, I did it often enough. So a lot of it was practice. A lot of it was, well, well, how can I do this again? So that, yeah. So the repeating of it, right. Eventually it, it felt um, so much more comfortable. So I had to find a level of comfort in all of that. And, and, you know, can I, can I be myself in front of two people? Can I be myself in front of 10 Mm. people? Can I be myself Mm. in front of a hundred people? Yeah. It was that kind of a process. And, and, and eventually I, I got so that I thought, well, I'm me. Some will love it. Some might hate it. So what next? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So what? Yes. (laughs) Right. That's, I, that's a really, that's a big piece of that journey. I think of being willing to be visible is doing it enough to, I, I well, one, I can hear in you doing it and you standing in front of the room and getting some applause. And that felt that, that felt better than the fear of getting up and being yeah. rejected or whatever. Yeah. Um, that the, uh, there's something very practical about showing up and, and having repetition with, with that kind of visibility. Yes. Yes. Um, that feels important to that. I suppose you'd have to be the kind of person that wants to be visible. I mean, I think when we talk about Magnificence Lab, the community, that that community is for people who, I love how you described, are would describe themselves as growing fish in a, in a growing pond. You know, yeah. like you don't have to be a big fish in a big pond or a big fish in a little pond. You just, as long as you can identify as I'm a growing fish in a growing pond, that's what I want. Then having experiences like that, where you have experiences to be visible and you get to practice those, yes. um, get, get repetition of those is a, an important piece to being visible. Cause I don't know. I don't, I think invisibility sort of shuts down the growing fish, growing pond thing. If you're going to stay invisible. Yes. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it, how in the world can you, can you try on your own magnificence and step into that? If, if you have, those blocks that say because when I've when I've worked with lots of people, fear is one of the biggest mm. the biggest blocks to that. Yeah. Well, then then it's pretty hard to be your magnificent self if you're fearful, and and if you're fearful and and right. don't want to be seen. And and I think deep down everybody wants to be seen. Yeah, we yeah. we want to be seen. It's just mm. okay. What's it going to cost me to mm. be seen? I think there's almost a there's a little bit of a both and here, like your 
you can begin to work on your self-talk and and heal some old stories so that you can recognize your magnificence. But that the other piece of that, the end of that is mm, our magnificence is <laughs> revealed in the presence of others that you'll never get the full dose of your magnificence if you just do it alone. Absolutely. It's like that. Do you remember that saying like, um, you say to the fire, you say, give me fire, then I'll give you wood. You know, <laughs> give me fire, then I'll give you wood. And it's like, yeah. it doesn't work like that. You say, you say, um, I'll wait to be, I'll wait to show up and be visible when I feel magnificent. Right. And I'm not sure it works that way. Like there's a part of me that thinks it's in you showing up and being visible to others that you get to experience your magnificence. That's absolutely. how that was coming in my head. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's right. And, and so of course, what the, the, the piece that's so important in that is, is the others in your life that you get to show up for. And of course, that's what the magnificence lab is all about is this, this opportunity to show up for each other. Mm-hmm. And of course, we, we learn from each other. We, we get to see somebody else's magnificence when it's their turn to, to be visible and, and vice versa. Well, there's something particularly delightful about that, that, that I love and, and say, well, if she hadn't said that the way she said it, I wouldn't have thought this hmm. and yep. gone down that direction. Right. And so, and I, I, often said to my public speaking students years ago, I said, um, when you don't show up, you not only cheat yourself, you cheat us because there's no one in the world like you. You are unique. And and if if we don't get to experience who you are, then that's lost to us and it's lost to you. Mm. So mm. let's be visible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's so let's be visible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's so good. I I I love that in the Magnificence Lab community that's really a place to practice that, you know. Yes. Um if you are out of practice being visible, Magnificence Lab is a great place to practice. If you are used to being visible, I think it's another place for you to explore magnificence. Like what's the next piece to explore? So um I love that we've got that uh, as a space for people to show yes. up and practice, you know. Oh, absolutely. The next version of how they want to be visible uh-huh. Uh-huh. as a growing fish in a growing pond. <laughs> yes. I, I'm, I'm not sure what size of fish I am right now. I just know that I still have capacity to grow bigger. And right. I think there's infinite waters there that I can expand into. And so can everybody else. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Good. Any final thoughts on on uh, the challenge of invisibility? Oh, you got to know that you're magnificent enough to do this because you are. <laughs> so Nice. Yeah. So good. If those of you listening want to learn more about the Magnificence Lab, you can go to magnificencelab.org forward slash invite and um, check out our video there. Absolutely. Thanks, Sue. We'll see Wonderful, you next time. Wonderful, Chris. Bye for now.